This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. So good to see all of you this morning. I want to welcome you, of course, to Fellowship Church. Those of you that are watching online, we're particularly glad that you can be with us here today. And we hope, praise God, you'll come and visit with us live and in color. Whenever you are in the uh, neighborhood, we'd love to have you. Because praise God, I'm telling you, this is where the action is. Amen. Praise God. Amen. How many of you glad to be here this morning? Ah, amen. That's awesome. Praise God. Glad you can be with us. Praise God. We've got a good message to share with you. You know, anytime you open the book and read something, it's good. I mean, I'm talking about this book. Okay, not just a book, but this book. Because praise God, it is truth. And Jesus said you would know the truth, and the truth would make you what? Yeah, God wants us to be free. Glory to God. So let's open our Bibles this morning uh, again, once again, to uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, if you can find that opening in your Bibles. I'm going to actually be reading from the uh, English Standard Version uh, this morning uh, with regard to this text. And um, the reason being is it's just because of its readability and uh, it uh, uh, sometimes, you know, you read from a different translation and you get a little something out of it. So anyway, 2 Kings chapter 4, and again out of the ESV. They'll have it up on the screen if you don't have that. Some of you that use devices, of course, you'll uh, probably be able to draw that up and praise God. All right, let's pray together. Let's get our hearts in a position to receive. How many of you want to receive something today? Uh, I mean, you went to all the effort to get up, get around, get all smelling good and all that. You might as well get something out of the deal, huh? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Uh, we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate and love you, Father, for everything you've done in our lives, that you have given us new life. And not only that, Father God, but you've made us new creations in you. The old has gone, the new has come. And how grateful we are. Help us, Father, to understand not only the plan of redemption, but what it is that we have in Christ. And not only that, but who we are in Christ. And praise God what we can do. We thank you, Father God, for your grace in every one of our lives. And I thank you, Father, not only for utterance in the Holy Ghost, but also for revelation by the Spirit of God in the hearts of these, your people, Father God, so that we can enjoy everything that heaven has to afford. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Notice with me, if you would, here. In uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 1, again out of the uh, English Standard Version. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditors have come to take my two children to be his slaves. That's not a good uh, place to be in, is it? Huh? In other words, the gal was in some pretty dire straits. Wouldn't you agree? Notice what goes on to say then in verse 2. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go outside, borrow vessels from all of your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. Now that's a good thing to think about while we're talking about it. You know, sometimes we're a little bit small-minded about things. How many of you know God thinks pretty, pretty big? Huh? 
I mean, think about it. The, the, the prophet here, which, of course, represents the, you know, our Heavenly Father in the context of what's being said here, said, don't go out there and get all measly on me. Get as many of them as you can find. Because God's a God of abundance. Amen? So anyway, going on reading here, it says, He said, go and borrow vessels uh, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, not a few, not too few. Verse 4, then go in, shut the door behind yourselves and your sons, and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. And she went <clears throat> from him, shut the door behind her and her sons. And as she poured, hallelujah, I said, as she poured, Glory to God. As she poured, they brought the vessels to her. And when the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. And he said, There is not another one to be had. Glory to God. And then the oil stopped flowing. And she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil, pay your debts, for you or, and you and your sons can live off the rest. So like I mentioned before, praise God, not only did God take care of the debt, He even financed her retirement. Hallelujah. And I just want to share with you this morning about the importance of understanding that God is a God that's more than enough. Are you listening to me? And He's your God. I mean, this is a very real story. It's something that occurred in the life of people. And the reality is, is that this gal, she, she faced a very real threat. Her sons were about to be you know, taken off and um, basically become slaves. But the point I want to make to you in this is that when she found herself in this place, she looked to the Lord. All right, now, of course, she looked to a man here, the prophet, who represented the Lord. But my point in that is saying simply that when we get ourselves in a place and, and places come, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Storms of life come to all of us. Thank God we can turn to the Lord and we can look to Him and he can take little and turn it into much. How many of you believe that? I mean, you know, praise God, he is the God of the impossible. And the only limitations that there are in all of that is what you and I have the ability to believe or not believe. Huh? You know, a lot of folk, you know, they, they, they're not real uh, jazzed up about believing the Word of God, the Bible, and what it has to say. I remember, you know, if you read in the story of Jethro, you know, when, when, when Moses... Um, was chosen to be the leader to take them out of Israel, and literally God delivered them and brought them into the land, well, brought them close to the land at least. You know, Jethro said, now I know that there is no other God. And other places in the Scriptures, in the Old Testament and New, you'll find where people come to the place of acknowledging that there is no God like our God. There is no God like your God. Can you say amen? So as we keep our eyes fixed on him, as we look to the one, praise God, that's more than enough, he will provide. Now, the reason that I say that, of course, is we're living in an environment now where everybody's talking about shortages and lack and deficiencies and all of these different things. And it's important for you to understand God doesn't know deficiency and he doesn't know lack. And actually, the real truth of the matter is it's in these moments when we can really glorify God by just simply saying, praise God, he will provide. Yes, huh? Isn't that what Abraham said? He'll provide the sacrifice. Don't you worry about it. Amen. But you know, worry, care, anxiety, fear is gripping the entire world, not just the country, the entire world. 
But thank God you and I have come into the family of God. We have become believers in Christ Jesus. We've recognized the redemption that he has provided for us. So there's no reason to fear. Even though we read in the Bible repeatedly, actually, I guess 365 times, I haven't checked it out, one for every day, it says, fear not. And yet you'd be surprised how often that we entertain the concerns of this world and this life and all of the things. And I'm not saying that you're the type of person that's supposed to just be an ostrich, stick your head in the sand and hope that something better happens. Uh, You got a little exposure there when you got your head in the sand, you know what I'm saying? So it might be better for us to keep our, our heads out of that. But yet right on the other hand, praise God, look to him in the middle of whatever it is that we might be facing, praise God, because it's important. Jesus bled and died for you. He gave his life as a ransom for every one of us to redeem us. Everybody say, I'm redeemed. Yes, he did that for you and I so that, praise God, we can be out from underneath the curse. My wife and I were just having coffee the other, I don't know, one morning, you know, and and we were talking about Well, this is a strange, well, it's not a strange conversation, but it's interesting where it led us. You know, over the years, you know, we've been married now for almost, well, we're going to be 45 here in August. Hallelujah. Wow. That's a blast from the past. But anyway, um, we were just talking about, you know, over the years, we have watched where, you know, and again, this is a little bit of a strange subject, but just talking about trees and disease, And how that over the years, you know, we had, you know, all the elm trees that, you know, got their deal. And now we got the oak blight, you know. And then it seems like, you know, you can't make an evergreen tree grow if you wanted to. Well, you can, but for whatever reason. I mean, there's just all this stuff, you know, I'm talking about. So we're discussing that in the context. And then, of course, in the evenings, you know, we'll sit on our front porch and we watch the sun go down. And man, last night, I don't know if any of you were out, but I mean to tell you, dude, it was beautiful. How many of you checked that out? How many of you are too busy doing whatever it is you do? Okay, yeah, probably. All right. I get, I, you know, I mean, I get the busy thing, but praise God, sometimes you just got to put on the brake and sit down and just enjoy what it is. And, it, and, and it's amazing. It's like Joan said, you know, God not only, you know, I mean, he paints the sky. I mean, it could just be blue. Okay, we're going to do blue. It's just blue. No, uh-uh. He's got all kinds of clouds and color and all of these different, I mean, that is God. Well, the point to this whole conversation I'm having with you is, is that God does these things in the world in which you and I are, are privileged to be a part of, and we enjoy these things. And, but the thing about it is, there's a curse on the earth. And I'm thinking to myself, the, the spectacular nature of, of God and what it is, if there's a curse on this, what is it going to be like later? Are you listening? But the whole, the Bible says the entire earth groans and travails waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, even the earth itself, you know, bears up under the, if you want to call it pain, of the curse of sin and death. But I'm telling you what, praise God, there's coming a new day when we're going to wipe the slate clean, sweet, the slate clean, and praise God, there's going to be a new heaven and there's going to be a new earth. Wherein dwelleth righteousness, where there is none of all the rest of this stuff that we're dealing with. Are you listening to me? 
But thank God, aren't you glad you're redeemed? I said you're redeemed. And that's the important premise from which you and I are to function within our lives. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but even like this widow woman who found herself in a really desperate, everybody say desperate. I mean, think about it for a minute. You know, again, this is a real story. This isn't just something that we, you know, have a record of that kind of, you know, takes up some space in the Bible. It is a record of something that literally happened in the life of a woman. And God intervened and took care of her need. Are you listening to me? As she looked to the Lord, okay? And there are other stories, you know, that we can read in the Bible about Abraham, about Isaac. You know, the Bible says that Isaac, you know, was experiencing a great family. As a matter of fact, why don't you just turn there? Let's go to Genesis uh, chapter 26 real quick. And while you're turning there, let me mention to you that I find it interesting that as I listen to different men and women of God that are preaching the gospel, the full gospel, or spirit-filled living faith, the word of faith gospel, I find it so interesting the continuity of what it is that they are preaching and how it is the same. In essence, it is the same. Jesus is coming again. You don't have to fear. God is more than enough. He'll take care of you. Now, if you don't, I mean, if you're reeling and you're having all kinds of problems with whatever it is that's going on, then you, you need to retreat back into the arms of your Heavenly Father and allow Him the opportunity to speak to you about these things. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about here, that we get a grip on the reality of what it is that God said or promised that He would do. Now, notice in this, we've, we've referred to this before. This is... a. Uh, Genesis 26 and 1. Now, there was a famine in the land. So again, it's, it's a real circumstance. We've had some drought. We've had, uh, you know, it was pretty dry last year, as a matter of fact, toward the end of the year and different things of that nature. And, and that impacts everything, you know, uh, your evergreen trees. Hallelujah. Yeah, I planted five of these. And you know, they don't give them things away, Isla. For whatever reason, you go to Canoyers, they want money. And so I bought five of them, you know, got them all out there, you know, looking nice. Three of men have given up the ghost, you know. Everybody say bummer. It's a real bummer, you know. And I, you know, put this stuff on them last fall and tried it, man, they just went brown. Hallelujah. Well, there ain't nothing left to do but uh, pull them out. So what am I saying here? Oh, famine. You have famines when it don't rain, you know. And a lot of times famine comes on people because of disobedience and because of sin and because of the curse. Huh? And so much of the time when you read in the scriptures, a lot of times it's because the people of God have forsaken God and walked off, done their own thing, and then all of a sudden the mess comes and they realize they cry out to God because they need his help and he's merciful. Aren't you glad God's merciful? Well, so in this situation, they're, they're experiencing a famine. So let's read again in verse 1. It says, There was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And so it was something different in experience. And Isaac went to uh, Gerar to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. That's what his dad did. That's what Abraham did. When there was a famine, he hauled 
you know, went south and ended up uh, down there. But God told Isaac, he said, don't do that. Don't go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I will tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you. I'll bless you. For to you and to your offspring will I give all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to, your, uh, to Abraham your father. And I will multiply your offspring, the stars of heaven, give you your offspring, um, <clears throat> all the lands, and in your offspring all nations of the earth will be blessed, because your dad obeyed my voice. How many of you know there's a generational blessing? Huh? All of you folks that are obeying God, them people behind you, man, they're blessed because of you. Huh? There is a mercy, there is a favor, there is a grace that rests upon them because of you. Read it right here. Huh? I mean, he points out the fact because Abraham obeyed my voice, I'm going to take care of you. What a blessing, what a heritage, what a legacy that there is in your obedience to God. Now, if you drop down... In uh, verse 12, um, there's a lot of stuff that's said otherwise, but in verse 12, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Now, didn't it just say that he had a famine going on? But yet, God said, I'll bless you where you are. Now, here's an important point, everyone. Listen, it's important for you to listen to what the Holy Ghost is telling you. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. There are a lot of things you can do. There are a lot of places you can go. There are all kinds of, you know, whatevers. But we need to learn to listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside of us and obey Him. Are you listening to me? You know, in other words, He says, no, don't buy that. Yep, do buy that. Okay, I want you to do this. You know, there is a spirit on the inside of you and the inspiration of the Almighty that we need to learn to listen to. God says, my sheep know my voice. So, you know, when he's endeavoring to lead us and guide us and direct us, you know, there may be some things you want, but they may not be the best things for you at this time. Come on. And yet, right on the other hand, he might say, sow in the land, even though there's a famine, and I'll bless you, praise God, right where you are, and I'll give you a hundredfold return. Are you listening to me? My wife and I, um, um, back about two years ago, um, we hatched this idea to put a storage unit up, you know, for people to be able to store their (laughs) stuff. And uh, I had another name for it, but anyway, it's amazing what people save. You know, but anyway, that's beside the point. So I can remember this was right at the beginning of COVID, you know, and I'm telling you what, everybody is flopping around like fish out of water and they're not knowing what to do. And there's, and even the contractors that I was working with, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, you know, I just don't even know if we're going to be able to blah, blah. And it was all that kind of thing, you know, kind of that, that undercurrent of um, hesitancy, doubt, um, fear, whatever you want to call it. But you know, all the time, you know, on the inside of me, I just heard the words, keep, just keep going, build the thing, do it, you know. And so I did, you know, and again, you know, throughout the process, there would be these different ones that would come along that were a part of that process, and they didn't have a very good report. Are you with me? And yet, right on the other hand, <clears throat> 
You know, we just had a, a peace within our heart. How many of you know you need to follow the peace that's in your... If you don't have peace, don't do it. Are you with me? But if you do have peace, if you're praying about it and God says, hey, this is the way, walk ye in it, then go for it. So we did. And as it turned out, you know, um, actually it, it turned out marvelously because we were able, we had a boatload of concrete that we had to pour and the weather was extremely favorable. As a matter of fact, the, the, the contractor says, man, I ain't never seen it like this before. I said, man, I'm blessed. Glory to God. Got it done, you know, and didn't have a bunch of, you know, ill effect, you know, because of weather or anything of that nature and got the thing up and running and away we go. Are you listening to me? So my point to you is, is to, to simply say that we need to learn the way of the Spirit and follow the Holy Ghost. You say, yeah, but that seems all so mysterious. And how do you do that? And I mean this and that. You know what? If you'll just get in the book get, and let the book get in you, he'll lead you where you need to go. I mean, there is. You have him. Have confidence in him that's in you and follow the Spirit of God. Now, if you're an unbeliever, if you're an unregenerate person, if you don't have God on the inside of you, dude, you're no man's land. You got no help. You are on your own. But thank God that's not your case. Everybody say, that's not my case. No, it's not your case. And praise God, you can be led by the Holy Ghost and He will lead you in the way that you should go. And so that you won't be led by the fear and all of the other things that are going on within the world. Now you have to understand that in these people's lives, as in ours, we have seasons within our lives. And some of those seasons... Uh, you know, they have challenges, they're filled with challenges, but thank God this too shall pass. And so what we have to do is we have to continue doing what it is that God has asked us to do in the middle of those difficult times so that we can see the fruition of what it is that God promised. Are you with me? Does that make sense to you? And it'll, it'll do you well. Thank God it'll do you so well, because I tell you what, we're going over, not under. The very best for, for the child of God is yet to come. Glory to God forevermore. Can you say amen? amen? You know, and so while we see all of these things going on, don't you for one moment, just don't even let your little mind fret. Because I am telling you this much about it. Those that do evil and do wicked, they are going to get a reward. Are you listening to me? Well, don't be so excited about their loss, you know. But, you know, I, I know why you, do, you feel the way you do, because what they're doing is imposing or impacting your life. But, you know, that's why we need to pray for them. Now, there comes a point, you know, in, in the processes of God's sovereignty, which I know nothing about, that he says, that's it, you know, and he'll clean house. You say, I wish he would hurry. I'm sure that there are many that wish he would hurry, but yet the mercy of God, it's just an amazing thing. You know, even though, you know, that's why, you know, we're still here. Why? Because he's waiting for the what? Precious fruit of the earth. God loves people. Huh? You know, he's, he, hates, he hates sin, but he loves people. He loves the sinner. And he wants them to come into the family of God. He wants to see them change. But, you know, even like Israel, you know, he said when they were out there in the wilderness and they, they kept disobeying him, he said, after 10 times, everybody say 10. I mean, 10. He gave them 10 different opportunities to stop being stiff-necked. 
A lot of folk are stiff-necked. You know, you can't tell them nothing. They don't want to listen. And so they just kind of, you know, eat the fruit of their own way. And dude, I mean, you know, the way of the transgressor, the Bible says, is hard. So after 10 times, he said, that's it, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, now they want to, you know, backpedal. Hey, 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 don't, sorry. You know, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. He goes, nope, you're out. And judgment come. And the same thing's true with the wicked and the corrupt and all the whatever. It's just like the Bible says, they are like the chaff of the wind, and you're going to wake up one day, and they will not be. Are you with me? So don't even trouble your mind with it all. You say, yeah, but they're this, they're that. They're changing this, they're doing that. Listen, God's bigger than any stupid thing that people will do. And he can take care of you in the midst of it. He took care of uh, Isaac in the midst of this famine. He took care of this woman who, you know, of, of no um, circumstance necessarily of her own. Her husband died. And she finds herself in this place. Are you with me? So, men, if you don't have a life insurance policy for your wife, you better get busy. Everybody, all the women said, yeah, amen. Why? She can pay off all the debt you got rolling so that she can actually survive after it's over. Okay, well, anyway, that's a whole nother story. <clears throat> Woo! It's amazing where I end up. So anyway, in this story here, we see this. And, uh, and um, I'm just saying to you that in the midst of all of this mess, you guys, God is more than enough. But you have got to listen to him and keep your eyes on him. You know, don't listen to the media. Dude, they're full of lies. They're corrupt. You know, they don't, they don't have any truth. Why are you listening to them? You know? And, and it's the same old thing, dude. They're just going to regurgitate it 40 different times or ways and essentially say the same thing. So it's important for us, praise God, to keep our eyes in the right place because, of course, again, God is <clears throat> a multiplier. And, and the important thing for us to understand, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10 that all of these things that are written in the Scriptures are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the earth have come. So in other words, we look back to judge where we're going. We learn from what happened to them so that we can use it to our advantage as we move forward. Are you with me? And so we see all these things you know, that have gone on where this widow woman, even in the midst of a, I mean, a seemingly imposter, she said, I don't have anything. Maybe you're here today, you know, and you feel such deficiency, such lack, such loss, such, you know, confusion, whatever it is. I'm telling you, in the midst of all of that, God is bigger and able and willing, praise God, to give you what you need. What you don't do is you don't quit. Any of you ever felt like quitting? You know, you're, you're managing about all you can handle, or at least that's the way you think, and then all of a sudden about four more things come. Huh? And so you're going, dude, I got to bear up under all this? Yeah. Yeah, the Bible says there's no temptation that's come your way that is not 
common to men. In other words, you can't sit there and say, God, what are you doing this for? You know, nobody else has it like this. No, there's probably people that have it worse. But at that moment, in that circumstance, you feel like you're alone. You feel like you're the only one. You feel like, you know, God's not in this deal or what. I mean, I don't know, however you feel. But I'm just telling you all that's a lie. He is with you. He is for you. He is in you. And praise God, he's on your side. So you just have to stay the course and say, glory to God, a bigger opportunity to glorify my Father. Glory to God. And you, you stay in. And you keep on keeping on. Amen, 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 amen. That was a good opportunity for you to shout. <laughs> yep, because throughout history, men have been threatened by deficiencies, all the things you know you can read in the Scriptures. I mean, you know, I mean, when they went in and started possessing the land, they had walled cities, they had giants, they had all of these different obstacles. You have obstacles in your life, but God says, hey, I'll be with you. Come on, let's make it happen. Let's glorify my Father. Glory to God. Let's let Him get some glory because we know that it would have been impossible without Him. Are you listening to me? He's the God that is more than enough. Thank you, Lord. Abraham needed a sacrifice. He got one. Israel needed water. They got it. The widow needed her uh, to pay her collectors or debtors or creditors, and she did. I mentioned to you, you know, back in 1985, you know, we was trying to finish this building, and like I said, you know, we're just, you can't ever despise the day of small beginnings. We didn't have nothing. We needed 40000 bucks to finish it, and we didn't have it, you know, but we prayed, and God spoke, and he said, you'll get it in the next uh, 90 days. And guess what? It came. How many of you know God, you know, keeps good on his word? You know, when we hatched the idea, I don't know if you'd call it a hatch, it was a need, you know, for this sanctuary and that foyer. I remember the, uh, the architects, they're going, well, why do you have to build this thing like this? I mean, what, what, what's the potential here? And Jerry Van Zant, Jerry and Sharon were associate pastors. He said, it's limitless. And these, these are architects looked at us like a calf at a new gate. When we wanted that foyer, they said, well, you don't need a room this big. I said, we do. It's going to be a gathering place. How many of you enjoy the foyer? And not to mention the fact, you know, I mean, you got kids and you got children, you got youth and all of them, they end up out here. Are you listening to me? And, and the thing I tried to explain to them is I said, you don't, you don't know how we do church. Isn't it amazing how somebody, and, and I'm not pounding professional, you know, people because thank God for professional people, but isn't it amazing how sometimes they think you don't know anything? Huh? I said, you don't know how we do church. You know, it's not, I don't, I don't care about the spires. I don't care if the ceiling goes clear to heaven or, or, you know, if it's all painted, you know, delicately or, you know, ornately or whatever the case. And that's all well and good. I got no problem with it. But dude, I'm, I'm after functionality. I'm after doing something tastefully with excellence to service the needs of the people that we have the privilege of being able to minister to. So, you know, people, they talk about the tin barn, you know, and, and, you know, they mock us, you know, this and that and the other. But that's all right. I don't care, man. It ain't bothering me. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm having a big time. 
So what do I care about how they mock me about, you know, the tin temple, the tin barn, you know, all the, I, I don't have the uh, uh, testimony, but I, I wish I did, of one of the people that came to this church, and they were on the outside looking in, and all of a sudden they came, somebody invited them, and God turned their life around, and so they wrote in the flyleaf of their Bible, actually in the front of their Bible, about come, and, and, it was, and he referred to it as a tin barn, you know? Well, I tell you what, there are a lot of good things coming out of this tin barn. Are you listening to me? People drive by and say, is that a church? Yeah, it is. We spent the money on the inside. Are you with me? You know, to serve people. Matter of fact, while I'm thinking about it, this is unrelated to anything I'm talking about. But right after the service, guys, could we get some help from you? Because we're taking everything out of the nurseries, and we're going to have all the carpets uh, cleaned and uh, everything this week. And all that stuff has to come back, or has to come out. So, guys, don't forget that. If we get about 400 people in there, it'll take us, what, 30 seconds. (laughs) So, it'll be good. Uh, Yeah. All right, where were we? Oh, we're talking about needs and how God meets your needs. So here we are, a million and a half dollars. Uh, they told us to begin with it was going to be 2.1. Then they told us, no, we, we need to redo, redo that figure. It's going to be 2.4. Now, this is in uh, 2000. And, you know, a million and a half dollars, two million dollars, three million, it didn't make any difference. That's a lot of money. But we said, no, we're going to build this building for $1.5 million because that was our budget. And guess what? That's exactly what we did. Now, there were some things, you know, that we had to make some, arra- or some changes on, but I'm telling you what, we're in, huh? And it's paid for. And you've never heard one word about us begging, you know, about if you don't give, we're going under. Because we are not going under, whether you give or not. Are you listening to me? I, it's just such a... You know, if people are taught properly and they love Jesus, they're going to do what it is he wants them to do, and all the needs will be met. Huh? We don't have to have, you know, thank God for bake sales and chicken suppers, especially chicken suppers, you know, but you can't finance a church on chicken suppers. Are you with me? No. He said, bring your tithe into the storehouse so that there is nourishment and meat in that house and prove me with that if I won't pour out a blessing upon your life that you're not able to contain. That's God's method of financing the local church. Are you listening to me? And and like I said, thank God for the chicken deals, but you know. You know, it's like, for example, we we do, um, you know, these uh, fellowship meals once in a while. You know, we'll have pulled pork or something like that. And, and we just, you know, we tell people, you know, just come. And if you want to give a free will offering, you can. Well, most of the time that free will offering will maybe pay for, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the supplies. So it's a wash. I mean, we ain't getting rich off no dinner. Are you with me? Sure ain't enough. We ain't paying, we ain't paying the electric bill. You know, when the air conditioner is going, we ain't paying for that. Are you with me? Huh. Like I said, I'm, it's kind of interesting how we get in different places here as we talk. Amen. So let's everybody say it together. We're going over, not under. Praise God. You have hitched your train to a good place. What, irregardless of what everybody might say or people may say, not everybody, you, you're, you're in a good spot. Amen. Perfect? No. 
but a good one. Praise God. Because the gospel's being preached, people are being ministered to, set free. We're, we're preaching the gospel around the world through the missions efforts that we have. It may not be the model of someone else and what it is that they do, but I'm telling you what, praise God, we are rocking this world with the gospel through the people that we are supporting around the world. Aren't you glad for that? So, um, I'm not sure what to do with this now. It's like God has led me out in the middle of somewhere and I don't know how to get back. Hallelujah. I, uh, yeah, I do too. Let's, let's, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter, uh, uh, hmm. Second Peter chapter 1, I believe. Interestingly enough, I don't have that chapter in my notes. Just says Second Peter. So uh, we'll find it. Y'all glad you came today? Glory to God. Amen. Second Peter chapter 1. You know, I think in the days ahead, um, things may or maybe they, well, they already do. They will look different than what you're used to. But what you have to understand is, is that God will unequivocally take care of you no matter what's going on in this world. And that's what you need to know. And that's what you need to believe. That's what you need to embrace. That's what you need to live your life by because he will care for you. Notice here, I'm going to read this out of the uh, New Living Translation. Okay, so it's going to read a little bit differently. Those of you that have devices, you can go there if you like. Otherwise, they'll have it up here. But I want you to notice with me, if you would please, beginning in verse 3, it says that by his divine power, whose power? His power. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everybody say, I have everything I need. You have everything you need. I mean, God has given you everything you need. So when you, when you, when you come face to face with or you come up against a deficiency or a lack, you have to respond the way that God says and, and just declare, I've got everything I need. Huh? Come on. You know, and, and understand, you know, the devil and your circumstance may, may tell you otherwise, but I'm telling you what, praise God, I believe the word, don't you? I said, I believe the word, don't you? How about the rest of you do? Believe the word. Yeah, you got to believe God's word. And it says right here that he has given us everything we need. Now, it's interesting because go back to the widow woman. You know, she, the prophet or, or the man of God said, what do you got? She goes, I ain't got nothing. There's probably things you have that you don't even know about. Or maybe you do, you just, you know, you've overlooked them. My wife tells me all the time that, you know, when I'm looking for something, I said, honey, right, you know, where is it? She goes, it's right there, don't you? And it is. That's the bummer part. She's right. You know, you go, into, you go in the pantry and you look, hey, where's the Oreos? Well, they're right there. I can't find them. How many men have that problem? It's wild. Yeah. 
You know, you go to the refrigerator, you know. She says, well, there's this or that or the whatever in there. You know, man, you're looking around. Where is it? She says, listen, it's right there. It's on this shelf. This morning, as a matter of fact, you know, now I can prove her wrong on this one. Hallelujah. But it's not because it isn't proper. But I was looking for some uh, wastebasket liners. And I said, honey, where are those? She says, they're in the utility room. She says, you go in there, open up, they're on the right-hand side. She said, they're way up above me, but they'll probably be eye level for you. They're right there. I went in there. Guess what? They weren't there. (laughs) And then I remembered, ah, I think they're in the garage. So I went out to the garage, and out on the shelf, there they were. So I proved her wrong once. (laughs) I probably took them. That's right. So for all of you that are wondering, I put them back where she said they belong, just in case you're wondering. Wow. Look with me again, verse 3. His di- or I'm sorry, by His divine power, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Now listen to this. We, everybody say me. Yeah, have received all of this by coming to know Him. See, when you were born again, everything changed. Now, your circumstance, your life, and what it is that you had done to that moment was probably still the same. But dude, we're on a new road now as a new creation, huh? And we start to obey God and do the will of God and be a doer of the word, not just hearers only. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, view changes. Why? Because we're obeying him. So notice it says, we have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, now listen, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share not only his divine nature, but also escape the world's corruption because or by, that is caused by, human desire. So blessed be God, my friends, you are exempt to all of this nonsense that's going on in the world. You, just, you know, the Bible says not to participate in the unfruitful works of darkness. Dude, I'm out. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to obey Him. I'm going to believe what He said, and I'm going to stay happy. Huh? I'm going to have joy. Hallelujah. Flowing through my soul. Why? Because I'm not listening to their tune. I'm telling you what, praise God, it's a season in our lives, but this too is going to pass. Because this stuff, man, it always implodes. It comes down around people's ears. And so it's important for us to understand that. But again, he's given us everything we need. Everybody say, I have everything. Now, you may not feel like it. Your circumstance may not look like it. But I tell you what, praise God, God is able. You know, if if you got health needs in your life, I'm telling you what, he's able. Not only is he able, he's willing, you know. And, you know, as you get older, the Bible says that our bodies, you know, uh, though the outward man perish, the new or the inward man is renewed day by day. Amen. So it's, you know, the guy on the inside, he's good. 
But then you got this deal. Huh? Well, you know, I, I've said it before. It bears repetition. Rosie's dad is 95 now? 96. And he just says, don't let the old man in. Just don't let it in. Now, for those of you that are older, that's all I said, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, wow. Oh, where'd that come from? That guy, don't let him in. Keep moving. Now, we were standing in line at a funeral visitation. We were talking to somebody. They're um, up against 80, you know, and, and uh, you know, they're not, uh, they're an acquaintance, all right, just someone we know. And so we got talking about this whole deal and, and uh, talking about needing to go to a chiropractor. And, uh, and so he says, yeah, I got to go get, you know, go to the chiropractor and, and uh, get straightened out. He says, I get out there, you know, and I'm doing this or that or the other, and I do something, you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden everything gets out of whack. So I got I mean, here's a guy that's almost 80 years old, you know, and I just told him, I said, Jim, just keep moving. You know, because I watch, you know, I've been at this for a while, 40 years. I watch people, you know, and they will retire and they don't do anything and they go downhill. And all they talk about, you guys, listen, I'm telling you. Now, I'm not naming your name and I'm not trying to blame and I'm not doing any of that. But I'm just telling you, they talk about their doctor appointments and what their medications are. That's what they have to look forward to. And I'm not, I'm not kicking about the, I'm not... Um, um, minimizing the need, okay? I'm not trying to, to speak disparagingly in that regard. But I tell you what, dude, you got to keep moving. I said, you got to keep moving. I'll say that one more time. You got to keep moving. Now, as you get older, you know, and different things, you've lived your life and you've, you know, did this and that and the other. So you have options to be able to, you know, make choices and do different things. And I'm, I'm all for that. I'm just saying, keep moving. Everybody say, I will. Please do that. Get, you know, if you got to reinvent yourself, find another purpose, do whatever it is you got to do, man. Come on, let's live life. Let's do life together. Let's keep on going. You can sit in a, in a, a, a recliner in heaven if you want. Huh? Say, I kind of like my recliner. Well, good. But just don't get tied to it. Okay. I tell you what, this is wild, honey. All right, everybody say it together. I have everything I need. You got everything you need. Now, here's an interesting part to that, and I'm trying to close. Not really. I'm just hinting. You have everything you need, you know, and you got to believe that. That, I mean... You know, we can all confess it, but I'm saying you need to start believing it. And here's the thing about it, and I've, I mentioned this last week when we were together, the outcome of your life depends on what you say and what you believe. Huh? Now, I make reference to Rosie's dad. I mean, here he is. He's been a farmer all of his life, and dude, he's out there, and of course, all the kids, siblings are all worried about him. You know, I mean, my kids, dad, you need to stop climbing ladders. Get out of here. I don't need to listen to you. Say, so, yeah, you could fall off. You already have once you broke your hand, remember? That wasn't my fault. It was a ladder. <laughs> you know. Are you listening to me? What you say and what you believe. 
You keep talking all this stuff, and listen, you guys. I, and again, I'm not, I'm not minimizing the, the challenges that we may face, man. Don't exonerate them. Don't, don't, you know, make them the deal. Are you with me? Just move on and keep it going, because it's important that you do. You know, so what you say and what you believe. Now, didn't Jesus make this statement? He said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that the things which he, she, they say shall come to pass, they will have whatever they say. So you're believing, and what you're saying are important. But if we don't believe the exceeding great and precious promises that are in the Bible, if we don't believe that we have everything that we need, if we don't believe that we are the redeemed of the Lord, then we're going to talk something else. We'll talk like the world does. And we'll say, you know, well, the whole thing's, you know, a mess and this and that and the other. (laughs) Got into that conversation in the uh, visitation line. Waited for an hour and 20 minutes in the visitation line. You can talk about a lot of things. So we were talking about that and not just to them, but other people as well. You know, it's kind of like old home week. It was awesome. Amen. So, whosoever shall say and shall not doubt, but believe those things which they say, they will have whatever they say. Now, people have accused us, you know, in, in word of faith circles of, you know, it's like blab it and grab it and name it and claim it and you know, they, they come up with all these different kinds of things. But, you know, you, you can say whatever you want about all of this in a disparaging kind of way. But I just quoted to you the Bible and what Jesus said. Okay? Now, I'm not trying to suggest to you that if I just say it enough, you know, I'll psychosomatically somehow or another make it, you know, uh, manifest in my life. No, it, it depends on what you believe. But I tell you what, I believe the Bible. I believe what God said. He said, you've got everything you need. So it may not look like it, but I'll just say, Father, I thank you. I have everything I need. There's things that have gone on in my life that I didn't understand. But rather than saying, God, you get, come on now. I need an answer. Chop, chop. Come on. You know, some things you just have to leave with God. Are you with me? I don't know why. There's a lot of things in my life that I don't understand. In ministry, in my personal life, different things like that. But dude, I'm not going to park by that. I'm going to move on. Come on. There's a place that he wants to take me. And you know, if he sees fit, he'll let me know. And if he don't, then it probably doesn't matter. Thanks for your enthusiasm. Glory to God. You know, move forward and what it is that you want to do with your life, the dreams that you have. Look to the Lord. Ask Him. Say, God, you know, how are we going to do this? You said you'd give me the desires of my heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. And and the reality is, is, you know, I mean, if you're on your way, and all of a sudden He comes, then it doesn't matter. Huh? He said again, occupy till I come. And I tell you what, if you'll do that, Glory to God, you'll be blessed. All right, one more scripture. Yep. Look at uh, Galatians. I want you to read this with your own beady little eyes. Okay? Galatians chapter 3. Woo-wee! 
You know, I, I tell you what, I've preached myself happy. I really have. Glory to God. You know, it's amazing. You start talking about the Bible and what it says, you'll, you'll, you'll get happy. Huh? Notice what it says here. Uh, oops, wrong one. Um, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Christ, I'm reading from the um, English Standard Version, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs or is hanged on a tree. Verse 14, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Everybody say, thank God I am redeemed. Oh, I'm so glad I'm redeemed from the curse. Glory to God. You know, I lived under the curse for 19 years. I mean, you know, you're blind. You live in darkness. You do your stuff just because you think that's the way that the world, I mean, you think that's what life is supposed to be like. And then all of a sudden you, you surrender your heart to Christ and he makes you a new creation. All of a sudden the light comes on. And all of a sudden you recognize, man, what in the world was I doing? You're doing all these things destroying your life. You know, all of this stuff that people are trying to embrace right now, you know, that's immoral, ungodly, corrupt, all of that. It, 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 it'll just destroy their life. You know, if they don't come into the knowledge of the truth to be born of the Spirit of God and become a disciple or a follower of Him, it will destroy their lives. That's why, thank God for the church. Thank God that she's here as a light, as salt, you know, in, in the world, you know, to try to preserve and keep people before they lose their lives. So that's why we preach. You know, there's a, better li- there's a better life. God has a plan for your life. If you'll surrender your life to Him, you've got you to gotta turn away from all of the stuff that you're embracing and doing that's destroying your life. I mean, it's a no-brainer, dude. But the God of this world blinds the minds of people that don't believe so that the glorious light of the gospel won't shine unto them. But thank God there's people, praise God, they're saying, you know what? I'm tired of this. This ain't happening. This ain't working. And they, praise God, finally come to themselves and say, I need a Savior. I need Jesus. I need hope. Huh? You know, we're living in a world that, I mean, outside of Christ, there ain't no hope. Or at least that's the way it appears. But in Him... Hallelujah. He is our hope. Amen. Everybody say it again. I have everything I need. You got everything you need, you guys. Praise God. If you've, if you've been struggling this week or month or whenever, however long it is, praise God. You just need to come back to this eternal truth. You've got everything that you need. Lord, show me what I'm missing here. See, it's just like, the, again, the man of God. He said, what do you have? She says, I don't have anything but this. He said, use that. And God will take and multiply it, and he'll take care of you. He'll take care of your creditors, and you can live off the rest. Isn't that awesome? Why don't you stand with me, everybody? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Amen.
Father, thank you so much for our time together here today. And Lord, I know just in the limited opportunity that we've had or time that we've had to do this, Father, we've had the privilege of being able to share some things that I believe, Father, that are important and that they're a blessing uh, to each and every one of us. And so I'm asking you, Father God, by your Spirit, to speak to men and women here right now where they're at and uh, minister to them about the need that's represented in their lives. Father, I thank you for the encouragement that comes. Hallelujah. Let's just lift one hand up toward heaven here a moment. Praise God. I believe there's something that, uh, that God wants to say or do here, and uh, I don't want to miss it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Bless you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Would you just worship him a little bit with me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your grace, your blessing. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Father. Thank you, Father. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you. Ah, Samalanasi. Hallelujah. Oh, Brende Kataramanchikatas Dese Pafalajine. Ambre Gesam Brongo Tashbede. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. While your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Some of you have come this morning, and, and yes, you've got legitimate needs and concerns that you have within your life. And I'm telling you that heaven wants to meet those needs right here, right now. But we have to look to him, just like the widow woman did. She turned to the man of God that represents our God and said, here's what I got going on. What am I going to do? And he said, what do you have? And he spoke into her life. Father, I'm asking you right now, for those that are gathered here and those watching online, Father, the need that's represented, Father, in them, in their lives, I'm asking you, Father God, to help them as they look to you right now. Glory to God that you'll speak to their hearts that wisdom and counsel and guidance. Yes, thank you, Father. Matter of fact, there's some of you, you already have known what to do, but you've been negligent or hesitant to go ahead and obey God and do what it is that you need to do. He's telling you, do what I've told you, and I'll bring the thing to pass. I'll turn it around, and I'll bring blessing to your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Lord. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Again, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Father, we look to you. Thank you, Lord. Just take a moment. Just look to the Lord about your life and what it is that he's speaking to you. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to the deficiencies that are represented in the body life of Fellowship Church, and I command you to cease and desist in your maneuver against them in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for the angels of heaven. We ask, Father God, that they go out and bring the need, the resources, and whatever it is that they have need of 
into their lives now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I thank you for restoring that which the enemy has endeavored to take away or to steal or rob. And Father, I thank you right now for your blessing. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I tell you, lay claim to it now in the name of Jesus. Say, that's mine, I'll take that. Glory to God. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, for restoring, restoring, restoring. Ha! Thank you, Father. Restoring back unto them. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Let's just thank him a little bit. Glory to God. Ha ha. Sefrimissimo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Glory to God. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for turning their captivity. Thank you, Lord God, for turning things around. Thank you for bringing life where there was death. Thank you, Father God, for bringing light where there was darkness. Thank you, Lord, for blessing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. 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 Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Yes, 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 thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Father. Oh, yes, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, Father. Glory to God. Now, while your heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I want to speak to those of you that are uh, uh, dealing with facing discouragement. Oh, it's such a real enemy. Yes, glory to God. Some of you, some of which, Father, Father, you have to speak to their hearts, Lord. Yes, let them look at something different. Yes, Father God. The charge of life that is within them, Father. Hmm, tekelebia. Stir up. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, stir yourself up. Yes, where there's discouragement in your life, you need to say no in the name of Jesus. And begin to stir your heart to the possibilities that God has for you. It's not over. It's not through. You're not done. No, there's much, 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 much more. Hallelujah. Much more, much more, much more. You know, the devil all these uh, weeks and months and even years perhaps has tried to talk you out of what it is that God wants to do in your life, and you just have to say no. 
and you have to begin to stir up the gift of God, and he will restore. Woo! Yes, he wants to restore joy and cheer and gladness within your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Just go ahead and receive it. If you've been discouraged, say, Lord, that's mine right now. Glory to God. I'm going to take that. I'm going to have that. I'm going to enjoy it. Glory to God. Yes, new horizons, new hope. Yes, grace, blessing, Father God, upon their lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I just, I hear the word of God, the word of the Lord say, take it, take it. You got to, you got to, Take it for yourself. Glory to God. Just say, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, God will give it to you. Glory to God. You can shake that old snake off into the fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Would you just thank him a little bit more with me? Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for removing, taking away discouragement in the lives of these, your people. Thank you, Lord God, for the Spirit of God speaking anew and afresh to them. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. Glory, 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 glory. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You've got to stop listening to the wrong voice. Hallelujah. You know, the devil assaults people in their minds. Tells them it's not working. Blames. Talks about, you know, the fault of others that's causing the problem. All of these different kinds of devices, schemes. King James used the word wiles. What voice have you been listening to? Whose voice have you been listening to? What have they been telling you? Does it bring enrichment, edification, grace, hope, cheer, joy in your life, peace? Or does it bring more and more consternation? At the moment of your waking, do your thoughts go someplace that are, well, less than godly? Stop listening to the voice that would tell you anything different than what the Word of God has to say. Come against it. Stand against it in the name 
of Jesus. You do that. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that these same kinds of things are being accomplished in the people that you're standing next to right now. We all have to fight the good fight of faith. And you can do it. Because praise God, you're a winner. He made you more than a conqueror. So you just have to take hold of what it is that He has promised. Don't go by the way you feel. But praise God, go by what it is that He said. And your feelings will change. Glory to God. Father, I ask you to help each and every one of us that are here gathered in the name of Jesus, those that are watching online. Help us, Father God, to make an application of these matters right here, right now. And may the joy and the cheer of heaven, <laughs> yes, glory to God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Bless every heart, bless every heart, bless every heart and mind. Glory to God. I thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. One more thing while your head's bowed, eyes closed. Anyone here, you've never asked Christ to come into your heart, be the Lord of your life. There's a heaven to gain and hell to shun. Maybe those of you that are watching online, you never made a decision to receive Christ. Listen, I'm telling you, today is a day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Don't put it off. Invite him into your heart. Ask him to be the Lord of your life. Again, while, I, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, anyone here, you've never made Christ the Lord of your life, and you want to by your uplifted hand? Anyone at all? Looks like we're all amongst the saved. Praise the Lord. All right, you can all look up here and go ahead and be seated. Uh, one more thing I want to mention to you uh, as we were uh, coming there to the close of all of that. What I hear the Holy Ghost saying is, is you, need to, you need to up your praise life. Okay? You know, if you went to the doctor, you say, Doc, I'm having problems here. You know, I got this thing going on, you know. And he says, well, let me take a look there, you know, and checks you all over and this and that and the other. And you say, oh, yep, yep, I see what the deal is right here, right here. Yep, that's, that's what we need to do. And uh, listen, I'll tell you what, I'll give you this prescription. Go down here to the pharmacy and you stand in line and wait and you get your thing and it'll tell you how often you got to take this and whatever and you'll be fine. Fine as frog hair. Hallelujah. And most people, that's what they'll do. They'll go do the thing. They'll do what it is that, that's, that's being told them. Well, the prescription, praise God, for those of you that especially have been dealing with this discouragement, dude, you need to up your, your game when it comes to your praising God. You say, I don't get anything out of that, man. I, you know, I, I feel the same way as I started. You know, and of course, I don't do it very long because I don't feel anything. Stop it. Stop listening to the way you feel and just begin to praise God. I will guarantee you, dude, you stay there for a while and your whole deal will change. And we need to up, 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 up. Our, you say, well, I don't, I don't put much stock in that. I, you know, that doesn't really work, does it? I mean, you know, come on now. Really? You know, that, that seems a little weird. Isn't that a bit fanatical? Well, I don't know. You know, when you get to heaven, dude, I'm just telling you, that you're going to be like a fish out of water because everybody up there is constantly praising God and saying, holy, holy, holy. So maybe you want to put a little bit of that into practice down here so that when you go in, you know, you're, you're not like, have you ever been in a situation, you know, you walked into a, 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 a event or something like that. You ain't never been there. Don't know nothing about it. Don't know anybody there. 
You're kind of walking around like this, and everybody looks at you and goes, they ain't been here. You know? But if you've been around it, you walk on like you own the place. You know? You know all about it. So I'm just telling you, lift your voices to Him. Take time in your devotion. Say, Father, I just want to praise you today. Glory to God. So grateful for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for the promises you made. I thank you, Lord God, that I am the redeemed of the Lord. And so I'm saying so. Hallelujah. I just want to thank you, praise God, that you redeem me from the curse of the law. Thank God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You've done so much, Father, to change my life, to alter everything that is about me. And I just want to thank you, glory to God, because praise God, without you, I'm nothing. I mean, you can just take off. Huh? Begin to praise him. Glory to God. The Bible tells us repeatedly, and I'm trying to quit, but it says, be ye thankful. A lot of folk, they ain't thankful. They're griping, complaining, you know, about this, that, and the other. Dude, you need to, somebody needs to take you down and pray for you. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Everybody say, I'm blessed. You're blessed. Glory to God. All right, I'm going to quit. Man, I'm glad I came to church. Thanks, honey, for kicking me out of bed this morning so I'd get here on time. Hallelujah.